Welcome to The Platform, a bi-weekly podcast that takes you behind the scenes at First Baptist Owasso. Each episode, we talk about life together through the lens of God's Word and dig deeper into messages from previous weeks as we look ahead to what's coming next. I'm your host, Chad Walthrop, and I'm here with my pastor, Chris Wall. I'm also here with our group's pastor, Brad Ayler, today. How are you guys doing? Great. Thank you, Chad. Doing good. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> it's going to be a good day. I'm so glad you guys are with us today. Today, our topic is is really relevant for who we are as a church and, and for what it means uh, to really partner with people in ministry. We're talking about the value of church membership. And I know in this season, really in the life of the church as a whole, all over the nation, that every church tends to treat church membership a little bit differently. So I'm going to start with Chris, just a simple question. Why is church membership important to you? Well, I think church membership is important to me as a pastor because God calls me to know the condition of my flock. And, and as pastors, like all of us are in this congregation, we are to know this people. And, and, and you know, to know the condition of my flock indicates that there are people that aren't in my flock. And so I, I think it's important to understand who God has called us to serve. And, and I believe that even like in a town like, like Tulsa and Owasso, there are a lot of great churches that are preaching the gospel. And it's interesting, God has a message to say to specific people, but we all preach different messages because in that moment, God has something specific to say to you. Uh, to each congregation. And and so I think it's important for a people to recognize and, and understand they're called to a body of believers. And, um, and yes, you hear it described as church capital C. That's the global church. But, but anytime the scripture speaks to a church, it's not a lot of times in scripture, not, not, not any time, but there, there are times in scripture, most of the time when, when it's talking about the church at Ephesus, the church at Corinth, that's church little C, uh, lowercase C, if you will, that's that specific body. And so I think that's important to understand that we are a specific body with specific gifts, specific calling. Um, and yes, we are connected to brothers and sisters all over, but uh, we have a local body. And it's interesting to me how that shift has taken place uh, with church membership, belief or uh, maybe an understanding of church membership. It has shifted over time. Yeah, so one of the things that's interesting to me is that I've been on mission trips all over the world in China and Hong Kong and, and England, and I can step into any of those any of those churches, even if I don't understand the language and I feel a kind of camaraderie with them, it's the fellowship of the Spirit, right? That, that they're believers, we're believers, and the Holy Spirit combines our heart together. But that's not where I live. I live in Owasso, Oklahoma, here in America, and for me to be a part of a local body of believers, that local expression of who we are, well, basically, as a member here, what I've said is this is the place and these are the people that I want to partner with and I want to be accountable to and, and, and I want to grow with. I, I, I want to feel like that, that they have a vested interest in me and my family and that I have a vested interest in them and their family because this is where we're doing life together. And so I guess my question would be, um, in terms of, of church membership, tell us, just either one of you, tell us what we do here in regards to church membership and why do we do it this way? What, what's our process for that? Yeah, Chad, over the years, um, this has changed a little bit, but we have felt like um, it's really important. And the goal for our time together with new people in the life of our church is to really know their story. Um, we feel like we failed if 
if somebody comes and, quote, joins our church and we never know the story that God has written in their lives and how they can be used and uh, for his glory in the inside the local church. And so we want to know people. And um, for a while, we were experiencing a lot of people come into the life of our church at one time. And so we would have these massive gatherings and just have people kind of go through a process. And at the end, they signed a piece of paper or they signed a covenant and and they joined our church, but we really didn't know much about them or where they could fit in the body uh, of Christ. And so we have narrowed that down into two steps, and really it's two Wednesday nights here at our church for an hour and a half apiece. And in these settings, we, we take the first one to be very informal. It's a dinner with uh, our lead pastor, Chris, and then many of our staff come in and meet these people um, who are new to the life of our church. And so uh, we call that dinner with the pastor, and like I said, in that meeting, we have dinner together, we fellowship together, uh, we talk about um, some of the, I guess, governance of our church and the strategy and how we try to reach this community for Christ, but more than that, we stop and we say, uh, how, what, what, what is God doing in your life? How did you get here? Um, man, why are you drawn to this church and, and, and all of those kind of things to, to bring out the story that God has placed in their heart. And so we're excited to be a part of that because it's very informal. It's a great time to get to know one another. Uh, the second part of that is the next week when we have a membership class. Hey, wait just a second. Before you, before you move on from dinner with the pastor, I really, as a pastor, I love that time. I love the opportunity in an unhurried setting to just sit down and visit with people and hear their story. You, you have an opportunity to specifically talk about faith and maybe their story of faith. You know, how did they come to faith in Christ? You get an opportunity maybe to tell your story and really to just get to know one another. And I, I've, I've really loved that time. Chris, I know, I know you, you're very relational in the way you do ministry. What, what does that dinner with the pastor time mean to you? Well, Oh, it's, it's, it's critical for, for, I think, me as a pastor, but also for people. You're to know your pastor, uh, and I think that's important. There's so much strength in knowing your pastor because, you know, knowing your pastors because, um, you know, we're called to one another. I'm, uh, we're, we're called to live life together and, and to, you know, as, as a, a spiritual leader in someone's life or or as a congregation in a pastor's life, there's there's that accountability that is critical. There's that, uh, like my call to know our people, to pray for them, mm-hmm. to know their stories, know their families, know um, their needs. Um, Who was it in the Bible that said, far be it from me that yeah, I would Samuel. sin against God? Samuel. Yeah, we're uh, not praying we're, for we're you. We're in Samuel right now. And, right. and Samuel said, it's a sin against God if I fail to pray for the people, you right. know? And, and so, so I think it's very important uh, as, a, as a congregation, uh, both for the, the pastor to know his congregation, but also for the congregation to know their pastors. It, it seems like that, that the idea of church membership really revolves around this core idea that it's about knowing and being known. Mm-hmm. that you would be known by a community of believers and that you would know that community of believers. And I think it really, it's easiest to see the significance of that in our crisis moments, mm-hmm. in those moments when, when, you know, when we want to celebrate the greatest victories, but also when we face our greatest tragedies, 
who do we do that with? Yeah. Who, do we, who do we call? And knowing your pastor, being known by your pastor, knowing a community of believers like your small group and being known by that community of believers, there's just something, well, biblical and something powerful about that. Well, and, and tragedies happen all the time. All the time. And, and so when, when a tragedy happens, I have found that one of the first people that are called are pastors. You know, and that's that's what I do. Like when I've had tragedies in my life, my first phone calls were family and then pastors. Right. You know, if if and because it's like, hey, I need your help, and you're called to me, and so will you help me, and and uh, and that's and God has provided these shepherds and people to uh, be in your life, and and uh, and and so for me as a pastor, dinner with the pastor is so valuable because it's an opportunity for me to, like Brad said, hear the stories of people and yeah. and share our story and and share our lives and and uh, and it's interesting to me too how how even just church membership has shifted over the years mm-hmm. uh, because it's becoming a, the fact that we are a church that asks for membership. There's there's a rare it I don't know what the word scarcity yeah. scarcity maybe, maybe. yeah th- th- there's a trend mm-hmm. of churches moving to not asking people to be members and uh, and that's an interesting trend that I've seen over the years that have gotten a lot of traction so now we're finding ourselves meeting people that are coming to our church and we're saying, hey, you ought to join. And we're having these conversations of, well, why should I join a church? I've never even heard of that. Where in historic Baptist life, if like what we grew up in, all we grew up in Baptist churches. I mean, our, you know, probably all, all three of us were nine months before we were born, we were in a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so th- membership is expected from us, from Baptists. Yeah. However, those that are outside of our tradition, which I'm finding we have a lot of people that are coming to our church that are outside of Baptist tradition. And so we're having to explain that a little bit. And so that's why I think a conversation like this is really valuable to talk about why that shift has happened, why we don't, because you remember how we used to join, Brad? Yeah. Talk, how did we used yeah. to join? Yeah. How did we used to join? I mean, you remember how growing you up? had to join, you had to be in the service and then you walked down an aisle and you talk to a pastor, and automatically you're saved and part of the church. I yeah, guess, like within know? four minutes. Yeah, yeah the church know? I church and then I grew up right in. around and presented you to the entire church. Yeah, and everybody right. came by, shook your hand. You're standing in front of the whole congregation, and in the church I grew up in, we had a deaf ministry. So uh, the pastor would always say, "Hey, hey, let's celebrate these people. Let's say and sign a hearty amen." And so we we learned the the the, the sign way language sign. for yeah, way to sign amen. So we would all do that together. It was mm-hmm. and it was funny because here's these people who say. They want to be a part of this congregation, but nobody really knows each other yet. And really, membership is that, it really is a kind of commitment to one another. It really begs the question, I have a question for you, Brad, and I'll do that one in a second, but it begs the question, what relationship does church membership have to your salvation? I know when we have people coming from other other faith traditions, it could be really easy to confuse membership with something else. So what relationship does church membership have to salvation? Brad, you can answer that, or Chris, either one of you. Well, I, I think that, like you asked what I love about dinner with the pastor, one of the greatest opportunities and things I love the most about it is because we get to sit in an intimate setting with somebody and say, tell me about your salvation. Um and it's a it's an opera because I don't want anybody to join our church that doesn't know the Lord, mm-hmm. because that I mean, 
Mm-hmm. I love that about our church. I mean, even when I came here as called here to be one of the pastors, um, uh, I sat down with our new member team uh, who walked me through the gospel and made sure that I was a Christian, right. and that I knew Christ. And so there's still some debate uh, over that. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <exactly. just> <laughs> uh, but I, but I just love that about our intention of saying, it's not just about getting people to sign a card, but we do want to hear their story of salvation. Right. That's the first and foremost. And, and I, I, one of our greatest stories of our dinner with the pastor experience is Joe, uh, Joe Potter. Um, yeah. because at dinner with the pastor, she was like, you know what? I don't have a testimony. And she prayed to receive Christ at, at dinner with the pastor and was baptized. And, and I'm just so proud of her because it's so fun to watch her spiritual growth that has taken place. And, and, and so that's one of the things I love the most about our dinner with the pastor is it's really an opportunity to sit with people that God is moving in their lives. God is calling us to them and them to us. And we get to really deal and, and turn our attention to, okay, tell us about your salvation story. Yeah. And it's a gospel moment. Yeah. And, and you know, it's beautiful. That's what yeah. we're supposed to have, it those is. gospel conversations. And so just to clarify on that, you ask about how does church membership relate to salvation. It's not a rubber stamp of saying if you're a member of our church, you're automatically saved. And so it goes reverse side of that is we want to know your relationship with Christ before we move forward in any kind of partnership or covenant with one another. And um, when Chris talked earlier about the big C and little C, you know, when you become a believer in Christ, you are part of that global universal big C church. Um, The Bible doesn't command that you're a part of a local body of Christ, but it implies it all throughout the New Testament. Paul's writings all throughout the New Testament show and and show the importance of being a part of a local body. But that comes out of your salvation and desiring to be with other believers. It's, it, it's not something that makes yeah. you saved. And, and so what it really sounds like is that uh, salvation is about your relationship with Christ. Membership is about your relationship to a local body of believers. And it's really that idea of community. You've said it, all, both of you have said it a, a couple of different ways, that part of what we love about the informality of the dinner with the pastor is that it's really just an unhurried time to get to know one another. And so that was my question for you, Brad. Um, I know community is something that's really important to you and kind of a value you try to you try to teach and, and, and encourage inside our small groups and, and you have a kind of a unique view of that. How have you seen that value of community, of knowing one another? How have you seen that live out or come to life in, in the heart of our church? What are some ways you've seen the people of our church just express that idea of community and come together? Well, it happens um, in the unhurried times, right? And uh, community and relationships really can't happen at a deep, deep level on Sunday mornings. And so it's got to permeate everything that we do in the life of our church. And a lot of that is just um, knowing one another at a deeper level than the surface. And so we push that all the time for um, us not to be satisfied with just coming to church and having a great face on a Sunday morning, but not knowing what is going on, the good, bad, and the ugly in our lives throughout the week. And so I think, um, you know, we have groups on Sunday morning, but outflow of that is many and multiple groups throughout the week and, um, in people's homes and in coffee shops throughout the area. So we, we just know each other or try to know each other and not let anybody fall through the cracks. Well, and we've seen moments where, and 
again, tragedy seems to highlight things where someone is in the hospital or something tragic happens in someone's life. And, and it's just been amazing to see how the people of our small groups, the people, really it's a kind of friendship where these friends, they just, they come together and they help one another. And then outside the moments of tragedy in the moments of triumph in those, in those moments, you know, you've got, you're hanging out on the ball field together and you're just enjoying life together. And you have an opportunity to, if you use Bible language, to spur one another on to love and good works. And it's, it's not because someone is legalistically pointing to someone. It's just because you're living together. You're living life together. And you have that moment to say, hey, you're about to fall off a cliff. You should stop. Or to just encourage someone, man, that was really good. You should do that again. Thanks so much for the way you did that. And that value of community comes through as we make this kind of commitment to one another that we want to do life together. And I want to, I want to partner with you in ministry. I want to grow with you. And, and to do that in the context of a local body of believers. And so for us, you said the first step for someone who wants to become a member of our church is to attend a dinner with the pastor where we can know and be known. There's a second step. What is that second step that helps clarify things? What's that all about? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you want to be in relation with one another and um, know one another. And then the second part is uh, our membership class. Very simply, it's just uh, you know another time where we can explain why it's so important to to be a part of a local body of, of Christ today. And so we uh, spend some time walking through, like I said in the New Testament, where it's implied that it's important to be a part of a local body um, and the reasons for that. And so then we walk through. And this is what I love. I love the fact that we get to walk through. Here's what you should expect as a new person in the life of our church, somebody who wants to partner with us in ministry. Um, you should expect from your pastors, from your teachers, from your elders to be able to give these things and do these things for you. And then on the reverse side of that, here's what we would expect of you to come in and to partner with us. And so it's not just a, a one-way come and get. Yeah. It is really we expect you to be very involved in the life of ministry here. So give me some examples of what you think a church member should be able to expect from the pastors and volunteer leaders and elders of the church. What are some things that you think a member should be able to expect from a pastor expect and church from leader? Us. Well, yeah. first and foremost, we're going to teach and preach the Word of God. Yeah. And so from the pulpit on Sunday morning to all of our groups, um, from preschool all the way through senior adults, we're teaching the Bible. And so... You can take that to the bank, that that is something that you should expect. And when that is not happening, call us out on that, right? Um, you should expect that we're going to protect you from false teachers. And align with teaching from the Word of God, we're not going to put anybody up in any of our context with uh, somebody who's going to teach outside of that. And so you should expect as a member or partner here at our church that we would care for your spiritual growth. Um, and again, this is not just including the pastors. This is anybody with authority of spiritual, uh, spiritual authority in the life of our church, our teachers, our um, Sunday school leaders, our group leaders, our church you know, council, yeah, elders, right. yeah. um, youth workers, children workers. All these people are, are there to help care for your spiritual growth. And then um, we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we we're not equipping people to do the ministry. Yeah. Uh, that's what God has called us as pastors to do, as leaders, shepherds to help equip the people uh, to do the work of the ministry. So that's that should, should be things that they should expect from us. So what are some things that the church ought to be able to expect from a church member? Well, um, 
you know, we want you to come and, and connect. We want you to come to so be here. Yeah. To be here. So first and foremost, you know, uh, you know, we all worship at some level on our personal side, but when we come together, either on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights for students, when we come together corporately and we worship, there's something that's just special that happens in those services. And so we want you to be there. We want you to attend and, and be a part of a corporate worship time. We want you to serve. Um, God has uniquely given us all gifts and abilities and talents to use within the body of Christ. And so we believe that uh, we should expect church members or people who want to partner in ministry to serve and to serve well. <laughs> if you're going to partner in ministry, you actually have yeah, to you know, right. partner in exactly. ministry. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Um, we have one of our biggest values here is to seek unity. Um, unity doesn't mean that we agree upon everything, uh, agree with we, each other on everything. Um, but once we kind of work through that and we go back to what the Bible says and we kind of make some decisions going forward, we do that in a unified way. And so that's something that we should expect church members to do. Um, we love to sacrifice for one another, put our, put your preference or someone else's preference above mine. Um, and so we, we push that as a value here and would say that we'd want you to partner with us in that area, uh, as well as just giving generously of your time, your energy, your money. Stewardship is a big deal here, yeah. and so we have classes and groups that we can help somebody walk through that yeah. with. So those are just some things that we would say, hey, don't come and just sit. Yeah. Um, if we were really going to partner, let's partner. Well, and when we talk about the giving aspect of it, the, the giving expectation, that, that giving expectation really just comes from one place and one place only, and that's the idea that God loves a cheerful giver and that he provides for his people, and that as he provides for his people, what he's really doing is providing in one, in one realm for us so that we can now provide for the ministry that he's called us to do together. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it, it's nothing more or less than that, and, and I think that's incredible. So, so my next question is, um, I, I know that we've got dinner with the pastor and then this new members class, they happen back to back. And so if someone was listening right now and they were thinking, that's really intriguing, I want to know more about that, I'd like to sign up for the next class. When's the next class and how do they sign up? Yeah, next class is Wednesday, March uh, 25th, and that's dinner with the pastor, and then the class is the next week right after that. So it's two April, Wednesday nights? April 1st. So March so, 25th and April 1st, and what time do right. they start? 6.30, and we or 6 o'clock, and we actually end right around 7.30, so it's about an hour and a half for both of those. The dinner with the pastor includes a dinner, yeah. and so we eat together. And You don't just sit and watch uh, the pastors no, eat? No, it's, it's a great full <laughs> meal to come hungry. Yeah. Um, and then the following week we have, obviously you can't have a meeting without something to eat. So we'll have some right. desserts or cookies or whatever, but drinks, uh, yeah, but both say, of those are about an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and you can sign up online at fpcowasso.org slash membership. Yeah, that's good. I had a friend once say that if the meeting doesn't include food, just send an email. <laughs> we, right. don't, we don't need exactly. it. So, so tell me that website ad- address again, because it would give you more details about the time and date and location, but also give you an opportunity to register for the class. What was that website right. address again? fpcowasso.org slash membership. Yeah, that's good. Anything else you want to say yeah, about I'm that, just, Chris? I'm so grateful that we're dealing with this subject because membership is important because as a believer, we're not to be Lone Ranger Christians. And, and, and we're not to float. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're to plug into a body. And, and that's how God intended us to live, is in life together, accountable to one another, serving one another, helping one another, in, 
inspiring one another and uh, and challenging one another. And and that's the benefit of the body of Christ. And so uh, it's why we, uh, it's why membership matters here. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that churches that don't require membership, they're not saying that it's not important, but, but we just are called to know our flock. And this is how God has led us to embrace our body and our calling here in Owasso and at Calvary and where God has placed us. We're everywhere God's placed us. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's great. And so, so if you're listening today and you're a member of any church, and more specifically, if you're a member of First Baptist Owasso, here's what I hope you'll do. I hope you'll take time to remember the story of why. Why did you join this church? And what is it about this church that you love? And not just remember the story. I hope you'll take time to tell someone about that. So that would be great. Just share that with someone if you're already a member of the church. If you're not yet a member of this church, I hope you'll check out that website, fbcowasa.org forward slash membership. And that'll give you details about the registration for the class and what time and where it is. We would love to partner with you in ministry. We would love to grow with you in ministry. And I just, it's just a beautiful thing to see what God does when his people come together with this purpose of bringing glory to him and good to his community. And so it's, it's very powerful. We're just, we're, we are better together and more together than we could possibly be on our own. And so I hope you'll jump in and join us with that. Uh, as far as this podcast is today, we're so glad you, you took time to join us. Uh, be sure to hit subscribe so you can catch future episodes. And you can help us connect with more people by pressing like and leaving a comment. Thanks for listening today. We hope that you'll use your platform. We hope you'll use your place of greatest influence to connect with someone today. Thanks. We'll see you tomorrow. We are grateful you joined us today on the platform. If you're in the Owasso or Tulsa area, we would love to meet you face-to-face. Services take place every weekend at First Baptist Church Owasso and on the Calvary campus in Tulsa. You can also catch us on most social media sites and online at fbcowasso.org. We're praying that God will do something in you and through you that can't possibly be explained because of you. We look forward to how God will use you on your platform.